0: Hi, you guys, and welcome to a brand new episode of My Pleasure, the podcast that's name I got tattooed on my arm last week, and I'm very proud of it. It just says My Pleasure, right? On like the inside of my right forearm. And so now I think like people will see that and I don't know what they'll think. It's definitely going to make a lot of conversations turn sexual way sooner than they needed to. And I knew that going in and I'm prepared. And also, I can wear long sleeves anytime I want. And also, my pleasure – oh, I keep hearing people say it on other podcasts – i should sue them no like i was just listening you know like people are like thank you for being here to the guest and then the guest is like oh it's my pleasure and i'm like excuse me i'm gonna sue you (laughs) that's really not funny um but it was a joke so sometimes jokes aren't funny and that's that's you know how you get to the funny ones okay so welcome back, you guys. Thank you for tuning in every week. And uh, I have a disclaimer today. I have a disclaimer, and that is that even though on this podcast I tend to share advice, um, I want to share a very important disclaimer. I am fucked up. I am going through it. And I am fighting every day for peace. Okay? Okay? I know nothing. I am not more healed or more special or more better than you. I am just figuring it out. And so I'm sharing with you as I figure it out. And this disclaimer is not brought upon by any negative feedback. Not none whatsoever because there is none. Just kidding. But like this was truly, I just, it hit me. I think late last night, I was like, I should just like make sure everyone knows that I'm learning as we go and I'm just sharing along the way and that I by no means have anything figured out, but I'm trying. And I think that's what's different about me and uh, someone who's not doing this podcast. My pleasure for you right now is that I'm no, we're all trying, but I'm delivering what I'm finding but it's not because I'm better or no more. So there you go. That's who you want to listen to, right? The non-experts, ex no, I'm the expert at being not an expert. Something like that. Okay. I want to go right into top five today because I'm excited about it. So today's top five-ish is the top five fun-ass things to do, When you've got the house to yourself. Now, the word ass is just in there because that that's like, I'm saying it enthusiastically. These are fun ass things to do when you've got the house to yourself. By the way, the blanket over all of these is like just the fact that when you have the house to yourself and you know that anything is possible. I love that idea, like knowing I can do anything I want. Even if there's literally only three things on that list, like I can do any of them. Okay, but there's five. So the top five things, one is play a podcast loud while you do chores. I know that doesn't sound like the most fun thing ever, but getting chores done in a fun way is so rewarding. And so I particularly don't like to be judged for like what podcast by the way can we just just like another important thing on this subject is it's so vital to be doing things when no one can see you i know we talked about it last week but like there's just the freedom that you can do whatever you want and no one can see you or hear you is so empowering okay so play a lot of podcasts while you do chores Next one, but by the way, my specific one there is like, I love to blast TikTok or blast loud podcasts while I'm folding laundry. Like I cannot think of a more meditative, brain positive experience than that. Okay, next (laughs) is to go back and forth from like watching a show on my iPad to scrolling through TikTok like a madman, okay? Like in such a deranged spirit and energy of like someone who's doing drugs but is sober, like watching a few minutes of the show and then the literal millisecond that it gets bored for one millimoment, switch back to TikTok. The second TikTok gets boring, go back to the show. It's chaotic. It's really disgusting. Honestly, It's, it's ill behavior. But... I love doing it and I love especially doing it when no one else is here to listen and see me doing it. The next is to randomly do 10 push-ups and not feel like a dork. I'm telling you guys, sometimes when I get cold from just sitting there, I'll be like, oh, I know how to warm up my body. I'm just going to do push-ups. And it's sometimes really embarrassing to just be sitting and randomly do 10 push-ups. So that's something you can do when no one else is around. Next is a loud and a long FaceTime call. Okay, this is one of my favorite pastimes, me and my friends, Carlos and John, we will go on like, you know, a three-hour late-night FaceTime marathon party, and it's loud, it's chaos, There, you know, it's usually me and Carlos are residing in our separate homes, and then john is on the east coast like live we call him nightlife john and so he's just like showing us his nightlife life while also narrating it for us it's again it's a very specific kind of entertainment that i've curated for myself but a long and a loud facetime call so much fun to do home alone And then the last one is read. And you could really do that when other people are there too. But there is something empowering. Okay, for me, because I'm so mm, codependent slash like obsessed with other humans that are near me, I would sometimes actually struggle focusing on a book if I know there's a human right in the next room over from me. I'll be like, oh, I could be talking to and hanging out with that human. But when there's no other humans here, I'm like, oh, well there's nothing else so I can dive into my book. I just started reading Columbine by Dave Cullen. I'm 7 pages in, so you know, like this isn't exactly the time to share about the book I started about the most famous school shooting, but it's supposed to be an incredible book and I'm 7 pages in and it is incredible and someone asked me on Instagram actually, I'm going to read this Question. It was, um, it was from the user Chai Bunny Lungs, which I love your username. They're asking for more defiant ways to feel rock and roll for people who can't smoke or drink beer or get tattoos. And I weirdly am not lying to you when the first thing that came to mind is reading, because I'm reading this Columbine book and like it's obviously so tragic but so fascinating and there is something to me rock and roll about reading and learning in depth details about like a dark subject and so I think reading some dark subject books it (laughs) now that was a bad sentence that is the way um in my mind to be more rock and more defiant and feel rock and roll and I'm going to work on, that's a, by the way, Chai Bunny Lungs, such a good question. And that's like, needs to be a running recurring list theme of this show is like, we all need to put our hands in the middle, one, two, three, rock and roll up in the air and be thinking of ways, pitching ways to feel more defiant and rock and roll. That's not smoking or drinking or getting tattoos. Okay. So let's move on to anti-sadness. And oh, okay. I want to give you the origins of anti-sadness because we have got a lot of new people joining us every week and I haven't quite, there's some new thoughts on it I want to share. So anti-sadness is a segment that was founded out of me going through a really terrible depression, a low depressive point in my life in January of 2020. We all know about it, right? Like if you've seen my stand up, if you've been listening to this show, I, I won't shut up. Okay. I won't shut up. And I don't expect that to be my last depressive low point. Like I think those are just part of life. I think we can make them less frequent and we can make them less of a low, but my that what was born out of that was me being like sadness is inevitable and so i don't want to pretend like it's not coming and so i want to actively prevent it and actively treat it and that's why i came up with the anti-sadness segment and now this week's anti-sadness assignment or whatever for myself choose it choose yours you know or take mine whatever Mine's just here for inspiration. This week is the most basic one, which is the walks, anti-sadness walks. A lot of people have been taking pictures, tagging them. I've been reposting. We love our anti-sadness walks. Now, this subject actually came up on the other podcast that I host a couple weeks ago on Trash Tuesday. My co-host Annie said that she took a walk and she really liked it, but that she had a bone to pick with the name of my walks isn't, isn't. Life funny bone to pick with the name of the name of your walk. It's like I'm lame. By the way, I'm the lame one that I have a name for my walks. So I take full responsibility for the lameness. But she said this kind of like manifesty point about it, which is like, well, I don't like that name because it it has sadness in the name. And if you're trying not to be something, you shouldn't even say that word, which I totally agree. I totally get it. That's a very real thing. Like, you do not want to say to yourself, don't eat junk food, because then you're like, what? All I want is junk food now. No, you say, you replace it by saying, like, do eat a turkey sandwich. Oh, I'll have a turkey sandwich. Now I'm not even thinking about junk food. I'm just thinking about how delicious this turkey sandwich will be, okay? So... Yes, that does make sense and it does apply. You don't want to do that, have the negative thing in it. However, that is, I, that doesn't apply here. I disagree. You know why? Because I am not pretending. Like sadness is not a very real active part of my daily life. Like, are you crazy? No, and in fact, the way to make it appear more for me is to pretend like I can't have it or to pretend like it doesn't exist or to pretend like it's not fucking normal as fuck. Like, it has helped me so much to feel less crazy and to feel better about myself and my everyday life when I'm like, hey... Every moment isn't happiness. Every moment isn't fun times. And no matter how hard you try, Esther, every moment is not laughs. It's not laughter and comedy. I've obviously taken it as far as I can with seeing how much I can make that my life by making it my career and surrounding myself with people who I think are very funny. But no, there's always going to be sad moments. And it's like, the greatest skill I've ever given myself was self-awareness around being sad. So that now when I start to feel low or sad, I fucking recognize it. And I go, hey, I'm feeling sad right now. And that is so helpful. It's like, In the scary movie, when you can't see the scary alien monster, it's terrifying. But the second you see it, you're like, it looks like that. That CGI sucks. And that's not how I pictured it. And it's really not a big deal after all. Now I'm not scared. That's how I feel about being sad. When I'm like, oh, I feel sad. Oh, that's what I'm feeling? It's just that I'm sad? Like, who fucking cares? Okay, great. What's for dinner? Like, I think that... For me, the whole point of anti-sadness is literally saying like, no, we're, we're aware of sadness and we're against it. Well, no, we're not against it, but we're going to do things to help prevent it a little more, you know? And so, oh God, my nose is so itchy, which just means like it's allergy season, but it's always allergy season when you're Jewish. Okay. Um, so that's like the origins, a little bit of explanation behind that segment that you hear from me every week, in case you were wondering. Okay. Crush of the week is anyone who pushes through and finds strength to do something that they don't want to do. You are a superhero to me. Okay. Because it is really hard to push through and find strength and do things when you don't want to do them. And it can be a, it could be anything. It could be an errand. It could be a school pickup. It can be making yourself dinner it can be uh waking up early it can be anything it's a life skill and the fact that you have that life skill is so uh admirable and i just want to say like hey that's my crush i want i want to be more of that and congrats to you if you have that and um I know most people have no choice, and that's why we're like that. And so that's still admirable. I'm sorry. Um, my taste of the week is, you guys, I'm still really, really like in love with cashew milk lattes that I make at home, and I make them hot. It's so funny because in this movie that we're starting to shoot literally this week, there's a joke in the movie that... where someone serves my character a hot coffee. And I'm like, I'm like just so disturbed and disgusted that anyone would drink hot coffee because I only drink iced coffee and everyone cool only drinks iced coffee. However, now suddenly I'm drinking hot coffee. Like I am disgusted with myself. But again, this just goes to show like there's no consistency anywhere here. So Cashew milk latte at home, hot with foam. That's the thing. If I could get foam on a cold latte, I wouldn't drink a hot latte. But the foam, when it's hot, it just, that's the way foam was supposed to be. And I know Starbucks does cold foam. I know that. But you guys, they put, it's so sweet that I feel sick after. And that's a lie. I don't feel sick after. I just, I imagine that I should feel sick after based on how much sugar they put in it. But I don't actually feel sick. I feel great, but I'm lying to myself and saying I feel sick because I should. But I can really, I can handle my high amounts of sugar. Who am I lying to? Okay. And then the hot girl homework this week is hoarding glass jars. There is really nothing more hot girl, chemist, scientist, kitchen guru girly than having a ton of different sized mismatched glass jars filled with different potions and powders and beans and seeds and just magical things. So in an ideal world you you would walk into my kitchen and you would just see jars everywhere with no labels you'd be lost you feel like you're in a witch's cove you're in hocus pocus three and like you know it's where the they're it's new witches and i'm the new witch and i'm like the millennial version and so i like want to be a hot girl witch and i whatever like jar, hoard jars Like, your life depends on it because it does, okay? You need to have jars to be magical. And they need... You can't just order them, okay? No, you cannot just buy perfect ones that are all the same. They have to be mismatched. They have to be collected over your the years that you've put into buying things that come in jars and then washing them and saving them. That's how you be an authentic... That's how you be an authentic hot girl, Okay? All right. Now I saw a TikTok today, very funny, that said, uh, <laughs> basically he would, I stitched it and he was saying that like when he meets a straight man, he needs to ask him if he's ever been to Starbucks because most straight men have not been to a Starbucks, which I thought was so funny because it instantly rang true for me because Carlos and Dave don't know how to order from Starbucks. And I'm always so weirded out by it. Like, I literally feel like I have such alpha energy when it comes to Starbucks and everyone I know, I'm like, I got you. Like, basically, it's to the point now where I have them each tell me the kind of thing they want. And then I, because I've studied the menu and know it so well, because I... Have problems and I'm corporate America's dream baby. I know how to order for them. I know how to get them exactly what they want. And I, in fact, and I told this story on TikTok, so I'm sorry if you've heard it, but like the one time Dave went to Starbucks without me, he came back and he was drinking this Frappuccino and I looked at it and it was white as snow. And I'm like, he got a vanilla cream Frappuccino. Okay. So I go, hey, what did you get? He's like a vanilla frappuccino. And I'm like, didn't you want coffee? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, that has no coffee in it. He's like, I know. And I just felt so bad for him. And I'm like, wow, like I really do have a use in life. Like this is so empowering for me. So I say we need to help our um straight men or anyone in our lives who does not know the Starbucks menu. And if you guys want tips, I'm certainly able and available to provide those. But I have a feeling most people who listen to this know their way around the Starbucks menu. But um, if you don't, I think starting with a ice shaken espresso uh, is a good place to start. But even that, I've already confused you. So just Maybe we should do a thing where I have someone tell me what kind of drink they want and then I tell them what to order. I, By the way, I haven't even gone to Starbucks in like three months because I've been making my cashew milk shit at home. But, okay. Oh, oh, since we're talking about Starbucks, someone asked me what Reddit pages I what's a reddit like a favorite reddit page and my answer is reddit slash starbucks um it's one of i'm really not even that big of a starbucks person but the reddit page i cannot tell you how many hours i've spent at night in bed just having so much fun on this reddit thread and if you haven't seen it it's basically like a bunch of people who work at starbucks they'll post like you know, their creative signage that they made or like a cute latte or they'll invent new drinks. You know, they they'll share that those kinds of things. They'll also talk really negatively about how customers react when they're out of stuff or like really crazy orders that customers make, like asking for 30 pumps of syrup and like no ice. Like they, they just show funny stuff and then It's also filled with like really polite customers asking questions, like because they want to make a good impression on their local Starbucks barista. So they're like, okay, if I want a cup of ice, is it better if I order it in my mobile order or should I ask for it separately? Like it's really a great community. There's a lot of complaining, which I get it. And then there's like a lot of funny shit customers have done. And then there's like a lot of people that are just there to be entertained and to learn and grow, whatever. Again, I cannot stress you enough. I am corp- I am capitalism's dream. like I'm such an an ultra consumer. It's pathetic, but it's really fun. So Reddit, Starbucks, that's a reddit recommendation since I know we talked about that last week. Oh, I saw a funny one on there today that uh, a woman asked for an Americano with no coffee. Which I, I'm trying to figure out what she meant because, okay, technically an Americano doesn't have coffee. It has espresso, but like, what? <laughs> what did she want? You know, that's what I, I want to know. What did she want? And I don't think I'll ever know, but okay. So let's look at some questions here um someone asked me are you still a kanye fan i am i am still a kanye fan obviously he said anti-semitic stuff and i'm just like kind of really sad about it and disturbed but i'm still a kanye fan you know people fuck up i don't think he hates jewish people i what i would love to say to him though is like Dear Yay West, I understand that you're mad at, like, some rich, powerful people like Jared Kushner, right? Like, same, by the way. Like, if he, if all Jewish, if, okay, if Jared Kushner was the only Jewish person in the world, I think there's a chance I would succumb to saying I hate Jewish people, okay? I'm trying to see, the, you know, all the sides here. He's not, though. He's not the only Jewish person in the world. I understand that's who you're mad at and other people and positions of power like him. But I kind of just want to tell my friend Yay West, like, I'm Jewish, and I don't have any relatives who own or control the media, okay? And I i don't even have a relative that's a fucking doctor or a lawyer okay so like you don't hate all jewish people and you're not trying to fight with all jewish people but the thing that sucks is like saying that if you don't know like connie just posted some shit online that was like i'm fighting the jewish people tomorrow it's like dude you can't do that because and the reason is is like there actually are people out there who are uneducated fuck losers who are racist and anti-semitic and they're just uneducated 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 stupid stupid and it's really sad but like they then will see what kanye said and they'll be like yeah fuck the jewish people so that's why it's a problem to me now i really don't like talking about this stuff because then you know you're always wrong to someone which by the way who cares but you know it's i do i am a huge kanye fan i am and i just felt like i don't know i think that's really the gist of it but it's it's a bummer and it's only a bummer because some people are really stupid and they're filled with hate and i don't really know what to do about those people but it's really not my issue to solve other than just sharing how i feel Okay, but yes, I'm still a Kanye fan. I know there's all the people that are like, oh, you're, this is, oh, this is a pet peeve. When people are like, when when you, this is the same thing as people who discover a band before everyone else. And then they're like, I liked them before you. Oh, did you? Thanks for telling me. Now I know how much cooler and better you are than me. I hope you feel good about it. That's the same thing as when someone like does something fucked up and everyone's like, see, do you still like them now? Okay, I get it that you're living your life and you're sad and you're just waiting for people to fuck up and then to tattle on everyone. In a way, same, I relate. But just because I like to tattle on people, but like for fun and silly things, not for like, it's just you're these people who are sitting around mad at me because I I realized something later than them or like, I just, you know, I've just had so many people pressure me in political ways that has made me feel so fucking deeply uncomfortable to my core where I'm like, you are literally just projecting some insecurity about your yourself not doing enough. So you're projecting it onto me because I didn't tweet or Instagram a certain thing. It's like, you know, i get to do and live my life how i want to and i really don't i just don't have time for people anymore in my life that like oh god i'm losing track of my rant and it's because it's boring and it's pointless but i just clearly i'm pissed at people in the past who have been like oh now you've woken up to it it's like okay yeah can i do things on my timeline like is that okay ah i'm embarrassed about this rant i just went on because it was whatever okay oh i want to shout out jay Bournes. that's who asked me my favorite subreddits that's what that was um lemon Wadi asked me how do you motivate yourself when you feel like being a bed bug I think motivation is a myth. I think there's no such thing. And if you wait for it to come, it's like barely ever going to show up. You know, it'll show up one out of every 10 times. So you just have to learn that skill of force, forcing yourself, practicing that, do that three days in a row, and you'll be shocked at how, you know, that gets into your system. But waiting for any kind of motivation is, it's... It's a ship that's never going to arrive. Like, it's just, it, you can't count on it. So, you have to come up with a different little system for yourself, I think. Um, I think it's time to talk about the thing that I don't want to talk about, which is really kind of a big deal. <sighs> I got invited to a poosh event if you don't know what poosh is it's courtney kardashian's wellness website now you guys know i do love the kardashians i do i love them because mostly because they normalized um different body types they you know kim kardashian a short brunette with a curvy body became, like, the new standard of beauty, which is progress to me from the Kate Moss anorexic Lindsay Lohan era that, like, destroyed my life for years and, like, turned me into a person that tried to be skinny, but it just led to binge eating for years and years. Like, it was just torture. So I am grateful for the Kardashians, I'm grateful to them for uh, adjusting our standard of beauty. That doesn't mean that they're perfect. It doesn't mean anything else, okay? But I was so excited to get invited to this event. Like, this is such a big deal. I had it blocked off in my calendar. I even told the producers of my movie. I was like, you guys, I just, I can't do anything on this day because I have this really big press opportunity. And so I was really excited. So, and... I just, I'm such a fan that to be adjacent to their world in any way was so special to me. Like it was something that got me excited for myself. It got me energized and feeling some kind of a passion within me. So it was a priority. So I go, it's at this little house in West Hollywood. It's lovely, right? Like you instantly see, What they've been talking about for so long and how Kris Jenner, you know, is like a master event planner and then like taught her kids that. And obviously they have like all these hired they've they have staff. They have, you know, this is put on by brands mixed with Courtney's website. But like it's true to their to who they are. Like it's so lavishly put together Um they had air one smoothies. They had a little facial station where you could literally get like a 20 minute facial, which I obviously did. No one else wanted to get one. I think because people were like, um, they didn't want to ruin their makeup. But I decided to show up to this, like as moochy as a mooch could be. I'm like, I have bought so many Kylie lip kits in my air, in my, in the Kylie era that like, I'm going to get, I'm going to take advantage of whatever they have to offer at this event. I'm not going to be shy. I'm not going to be embarrassed. I'm going to take it all in. And I, of course, I didn't have a plus one. So I go by myself. I'm like, I got my cute little red RUMI skirt on. I think I was wearing my Prada loafers. I don't remember. But I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and I wore my in and out crop t-shirt, which I do slightly regret, but got to stay on brand. They said dress 50s themed, which I almost, you guys, I almost wore this actual like um traditional 1950s polka dot dress with like a puffed out skirt. I almost wore that to be like hell yeah. I'm so invested. I'm giving you... I'm dressing up. Thank God I didn't because no one there was dressed according to the theme. Like It would have been like the scene in Mean Girls where Lindsay Lohan shows up and she's dressed like all scary and everyone's dressed slutty. It would have been that moment. I can't believe it didn't end up being that moment, but it kind of still was because I did wear the In-N-Out shirt to be like 50s on on brand and it went over everyone's heads. It just looked like I worked at In-N-Out, but... So... I got a facial and then got my makeup done. They had like a makeup room and oh, and then they had cupping, which I didn't get. I didn't sign up in time for the cupping. So I missed out on that. And then they had this beautiful spread of like all this food. I saw Kris Jenner. She was there with, oh my God, she was there with like, what's her face? Like the icon who wrote the book about Nicole Brown Simpson. What's her name? What's her name? You know who it is. Okay, fine. I'll look it up. No, it's too hard to look that up. Okay. So Chris Jenner was there with her two friends. As Chris Jenner was on her way out, I was like, bitch, this is your moment. Like, obviously you're not going to get to really meet her, but you might as well grab the selfie. I did. I secured the Chris Jenner selfie. She was lovely. She had a loveliness about her in person that honestly makes so much sense. So then Chris left and one of the producers for their Hulu show was there. Now they're filming, um, they're filming obviously the Kardashian show. And she pulls me aside. She's like, Hey, Esther, I'm such a big fan of yours. I was like, really? You know who I am? <laughs> Cause when I tell you, no one else gave a fuck to speak to me at this event except for Rumor Willis. Okay. I have to shout out Rumor Willis as being the sweetest loveliest person ever we had such a nice chat it was great to see and talk to her but so this this producer she's you know like dressed in all black she's working on the show she's like i'm such a fan of your comedy i'm like really she's like the way that you're obsessed with with the kardashian world that's how i am about comedy podcasts i'm like this is crazy we need to chat and i'm like do you think I should like ask one of the girls to come to one of my stand-up shows? And she's like, yeah. Oh my God, that would be so fun. Then we can like film them coming to the comedy store. I'm like, okay, great. Like, how do we do this? Right? Like, let's make this happen. And um, she's like, well, just go ask one. I was like, well, what? Like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, the girls are great. Just go ask. She's like, this is how we film the show. You know, just go and ask. And in my head, you know, I've worked in reality TV before typically everything is set up, you know? And so in my mind, I'm like, well, the producers would be like, hey, so we're going to do this thing where this comedian invites you. And then, you know, and then we improvise a scene, right? Like that's how we did it. We did reality when I was working on Nicole Richie's show like eight years ago because we actually did something similar in Nicole Richie's show where she, like she came to a stand-up show and tried stand-up. So I'm like, you're sure? I just go ask her. She's like, yeah. So in walks Kendall Jenner and two of her cronies. I got to tell you, Kendall, probably not the ideal of the sisters to invite to my comedy show. But you know what? That was the sister who was standing in front of me. And I have this unbelievable skill where I can just do anything no matter how humiliating or awkward it might seem so i walk right up to her she's with her two friends she's so tall she's so tall her skin she's perfect i'm like hey guys hi i'm esther hi um i'm a comedian uh do you guys like would you guys ever want to like i don't know come to one of my comedy shows oh what like they're all just sort of like staring at me like they're fairies and i'm uh a scary man trying to have sex with them and i instantly could tell like oh i'm bombing like kendall has no idea what's going on and i just want to clarify something This story in no way, shape, or form is against Kendall. Like, yes, I do wish she would have engaged with me a little more, but I came off so strong and so crazy that, like, I don't think I gave her much of a choice. And what's really horrible about how humiliating I behaved is that, like, I've lived in L.A. for 13 years. I've acted on shows. I've i gone to part... I should be immune to a situation where I humiliate myself in front of a celebrity, right? Like, that should not be a thing that's happening to me at age 34 anymore. Like, I've done it. I've done it. And yet, here we are. It's 2022. I'm at the push event. I've scared Kendall Jenner. I've scared her. Now, her assistant, as who was one of the people with her, has, like, Kind of making eye contact with me, like, Oh, um, how long have I been doing comedy? You know, she's kind of asking me questions, trying to be polite. Meanwhile, Kendall has this other girl in the circle with her, this really short friend, someone who's at my level, literally eye to eye with me, refusing to make eye contact. I even compliment her outfit. Nothing. I'm just like, bitch, the short girls have to stick together. You are completely icing me out. I'm not trying to replace you as Kendall's short friend, okay? I don't want that role. I don't have time. However, I just want you bitches to come to one of my stand-up shows, okay? That's all I want. Why? So that I can be on my favorite TV show, The Kardashians. So yeah, I had my own agenda. And yeah, I failed miserably, okay? Okay. But what's really important is that I tried. So if you take anything away from this week's lesson, this lesson, this week's podcast, it should be that if, you know what? If Kendall is standing in front of you, maybe wait for Kylie to get there. Maybe wait for Courtney. Hell, wait for Kim. Because maybe Kendall isn't the right one for you, okay? And that's okay. I, I did what I could with what I had in front of me and I bombed. And guess what? As a professional stand-up comedian, I know how to bomb. I've done it. I can, I can handle, I can bomb in front of 600 people, and I can go home and I can sleep well. And that, my friends, I think is the perfect note to close this week out on. I-, I can't tell if I regret sharing that story. I I hope to one day share a funnier version of it in my stand-up. But right now, it doesn't feel so funny. <laughs> It feels like I'm a fucking idiot. And I think that maybe that's a good sign that it's worth sharing because it makes me feel so uncomfortable. So maybe this will last and make it to the final version of this podcast. I, I hope for all of your sakes that it doesn't, but there's a good chance it will. You guys, thank you so much for listening, for coming back every week. I... Really cherish the time that we spend together. And I really cherish the feedback, the questions, the pitches. I love it all. When you guys DM me on Instagram, whether it's at Esther Monster or My Pleasure Podcast, I'm always checking those. I love hearing from you guys. And um, you know, i'm just grateful that you're sharing the show that you're coming back every week and we're spending this time together we're going to get to know each other more and more and also i'm doing stand-up december phoenix oh phoenix is in january but in december i'm in seattle portland san francisco tickets are at esteronice.com you know the drill and uh until then until next week and i'll make sure to subscribe You guys, thank you. Appreciate you. See you next time.